0: All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki. is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So back to the conversation at hand uh, in regards to this matchup. The keys to victory, I believe, for the Dallas Cowboys is that they're going to pretty much have to learn kind of from the last matchup. And I understand Dak wasn't there, but you're really going. They did a good job with neutralizing Michael Parsons. I mean, they did a lot of misdirection. I mean, they really took, you know, and keep in mind, Eagles had one of the better offensive lines in the league anyway. But they really did a good job in scheming and really basically allowing him to come by because he was either running by the runners, sometimes he was getting back in the backfield. But, you know, again, Jalen Hurts is not an easy guy to bring down. I just think the key to this is going to be Dallas is going to have to stop a run. Because keep in mind, they had a problem against Philly the last matchup stopping the run. I think that was the matchup that really glared. Like, hey, you know, everybody talking about how dominant the defensive line is, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. But I think that Philly game is what really exposed that how vulnerable they were against the run, and then, uh, well, first of all, hold on, which one came first, the Philly or the Packers game? They played Philly first, right, because the Packers, they were trashed against the run too, against the Packers, but I think they played Philly first before they played Green Bay. Yeah, they had the Eagles yeah. about three weeks before that. Yeah, Packers yeah, game. see, that's what I thought I was right. That was the first one that really said, hey, man, good D-line, but their weakness is stopping run, so they're going to have to improve on that against Philly. They've had some better, you know, look, they've they looked better. They've gotten better against the run since the Green Bay game. I'll give them that. But it just really comes down to, man, you want to put together, you want to win this game because you don't want to get swept by the Eagles. You need it for sight because, come on, if if, if Jalen doesn't play and Garden Minshew beats Dallas, you tell me really what. Now, when everybody is in the playoffs, when you start, everybody's 0-0. Whoever's going to win that cesspool, which is the NFC South, when the playoffs start, they're 0-0. and I get it. And that's facts. But reality is you ain't really zero zero on in your head. And who's to sit there and say if they lose this game to Garminchu, you tell me what kind of confidence this Dallas team would really, nobody on the roster ever really won a damn thing besides the head coach. And that was a while ago winning the Super Bowl. But who? you tell me who's going to breed confidence in this team once the tournament starts. If they lose to the team that they've been chasing, really the second half, especially the second half of the season. And the team that's going to possibly, I would say, 80% chance play with their backup. That would be a psychological blow, in my opinion. They've got, first of all, even if Jalen would play or he was going to play, I feel still would feel Dallas needed this game. They really need to win this game. The only reason why they clinched is because Washington lost. Wasn't that the scenario that made them clinch even though they lost, right? Because Washington lost. They clinched the playoffs. We could have Dallas. Or something like one of the scenarios. But that's the way I feel. What do you got? Is
1: it so much about them losing the Gardner Minshew or just the Eagles in general should hurt's play? Or is it about the way that they were to lose? Are the is, is if they lose defensively then, maybe, yeah, you lose a little moxie, a little you lose confidence going into the postseason. um if you go in if you go in and you lose by a field goal, even if Minshew is quarterbacking, do you feel so bad if it's a special or like a special team's loss to where it was a the punt returner fumbles the football kind of deal and gives the Eagles an extra possession. it's a, it's a one possession game, you know at one score game at the end of the day, and you just and you look back to, okay, if the punter punt returner doesn't muff the ball. Dallas go Dallas goes on to you know maybe squeak this one out and and it's a win or could could like Dak has to come out and the offense has to come out and perform because otherwise that's confidence. But Look, can, is there uh, is there a, is there a way to lose well and still not, maintain not,
0: confidence? No, I mean because this first of all, I've seen Garden Minshew win some games in the league. You know, um, I definitely think he can be a serviceable backup. I don't think he'll ever really be a starter starter, but he can win games. So to me, the reason I say that, there would be really no, to me, I would not be surprised or shocked. That's why I just said it two segments ago. The line, for them making Dallas the favorite by four and a half, they're really, and, and keep in mind, I told you, when the desert does stuff like this, pay attention to who they're, Dallas is a public bet team out the kazoo. The casinos in Vegas, they constantly, all sports books across this country that it's legalized in, they always have high liability with the Dallas Cowboys. So I know this is a line manipulation because my point is that you're about If they lose this way, lose. to me, it's not surprising or that horrible loss if they lose the Garmin shoe, in my opinion, because Philly, I think, is a better team and a better roster. But the reality of it is in the day that we live in the talking heads and everything and shows like this and all that you the story is going to be not like, hey, Philly's got this roster. There's a reason why they're number one. Seed. It's going to be you lost to the backup. You lost the guard. The MVP. Possibly of 2022 didn't even play. Speaking of Jalen hurts, it is a psyche thing, and especially because you might have to play that team again in their place for the third time. In the, in the link. Of course, I think this is a winnable game for Philadelphia Eagles with Garden Minshew. You brought up a good point no one's talking about. I mean, the man just spoke at the memorial service for Mike Leach yesterday. Didn't know that they had that close of a bond, but yeah, he yo, Jonas brought it up yesterday. Good point. He's going to be playing with a heavy heart. They got to stop the run and they have to have a better effort, man. They're a moonwalking into the playoffs. They're leaning on Jesus. They' the leaning on Jesus list, man. They need a good quality win. They got they got to show me, cause let me tell you something. You can't beat the Eagles with guard Minshew. You don't. You damn sure don't want that smoke with that number two ninety nine with Kyle at the him and Brock Purdy. You don't want that. They'll embarrass you. They might get Mike McCarthy fired like that night. Where's this defense at, man? Texans were using a two-quarterback system, man, and they were able to move the ball on this defense. But I got ridiculed when I didn't want to call them elite back in September and October because I knew what their flaws were. Jacksonville Sunshine, they moved this ball up willingly, all up on them. Once they figured out what, what they were doing, as soon as they figured out what they were doing, Dan Campbell, I mean not Dan Campbell, but um their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, what he was doing on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Jacksonville moved the ball up and down. Dallas has to win this game. They're not winning the division. They're not catching Philly win or lose this game. Psyche, they got to win, especially if the mustache plays. 1-800-707-9760. So I told you tomorrow's night's game's important. That one's important. We've got another one. Speaking of MVP, you know, I brought that up over there with Jalen Hurts. Andy Reid... And I was thinking, like, you know, Andy Reed is politicking for Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. This is so out of character a little bit for Andy Reid to me. I mean, Andy's the jolly guy. I guess when you do state farm commercials together on the airplane, I guess you get a bond. I'm like, Andy, I don't recall you. Andy never I like, you didn't go, you didn't go champion for Donovan McNeil. I don't remember all them times Donovan McNabb was going three, four straight NFC championship game. Where was the lobbying for Donovan to win the, 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 the MVP. Begging man. And I love Andy. Patrick don't need anybody to politic for him to win the MVP. I mean, I think obviously to me going in, Josh really threw up on himself on this one. Josh should be the MVP. He, going into this season, he was a heavily bet, I think, favorite to win the MVP. I picked him to win the MVP. His red zone turnovers and that just struggle of him in that little patch really did him in. And, and, and Buffalo, and again, Buffalo still should be the favorite to win the AFC, but I think he's cooled off, and some of his play hasn't been in crisp. So I can understand why it's uh, heating up for Patrick Mahomes. I've already told you the comeback player is Jared Goff. Whether they make the playoffs or not, if they make the playoffs, it's slam dunk. Everybody was everybody was ready to go ahead and just give it to Geno Smith after week four and strip Russell of all his Hall of Fame criteria because it just looks so awful. Seattle got a game this weekend too. They got to go. I think they go to Arrowhead, and if Seattle lose, that'll be what five out of six. Yeah, Geno's
1: quite the collapse for who I would have yeah. thought could have been comeback player. Well, first
0: of all, I'm not going to call anything Seattle did a collapse because, first of all, no one even had them. They've already equipped uh, eclipsed their win total, I think, from last year, the projections by far. No one had Seattle doing anything this year. So I think Pete Carroll definitely probably deserves – he won't win it, but he deserves some uh, Coach of the Year votes. Geno Smith, regardless of what has happened in the last four or five weeks – Geno Smith showed that, hey, sometimes longevity, if you stay behind, you know, Geno was 10 years in the league. You get to learn, you mature. Geno, I think, is the poster child of what maturity can happen. When you get out of the pressure in the limelight, there was a lot of people hyping Geno coming out of West Virginia. But reality of it is, that's what it shows. But I knew early on, look, man, wait till they get the real That's Geno's not the future quarterback Seattle. But who's feeling sorry for Seattle Seahawks fan when they're gonna have two picks in the top eight, top ten. You think I'm feeling sorry for them? No. Gave my early Grismas present. It was sent right post from Colorado. St. Nick showed up a, a third that's gonna be three overall, man. If you like if you if you think I've been so passive or 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 making excuses for Russ all year, like, hey, give him a year, this and this. Wait till after that draft comes. When I see that pick, when I see that logo right there and say, hey, man, this is Denver's going to Seattle. You'll hear me. I'll still stay by and say, but by that time, I'll say, okay. And then by the summer, I better be, if I pick up the phone and call Mike Cliss or I pick up, I better hear they they spotted Russ. You know, he was spotted at Black Hawk Casino in Colorado the other night. That went viral, too. I'm like, this man can't do anything. You know, and they and they catch the worst pictures of Russell Wilson, too. They, they just do him bad, man. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers. Send him a Christmas card because he didn't stole thunder from you. Tom Brady. These dudes should love Russell and Sierra. Tom should fund the next Sierra video for all the pressure he took off his sorry ass in the in the in the in the, in the uh Tampa Bay Bucks offense. But they do Russ bad. But he was spotted. They, they said he wasn't gonna play, and he went to the casino. It was at the blackjack table. Everything's reported by him. But I'll tell you this. If I don't get reports that hey man, Russ is in gym. If some instead of spotting him at the casino, they need to spot him at, at a gym in a Colorado. That's the that's the what I want to say. Hey man, we saw we saw Russ on the treadmill today. That's what I want to hear about. Doing high knees on the treadmill. Yeah. I just don't live in this instant microwave society that the rest of y'all young in. Instant coffee. Instant coffee. I love Robert man but I can't let him make on that, man. Y'all created this in New York, man. Y'all did this, kid. You, I mean, it was tough love. I, was, I agreed with it. But don't come here and ask sympathy, especially from the New York media. Hey, man, some of y'all, my, what did you just talk about? That's when you should have had the reporters that was basically in the Tampa Bay Bucks locker room with Bravo Saleh. If I was, I'd be like, hey, man, uh, were you here about a couple of weeks ago when we had the, I got the press conference here. I could play it back. Like, don't come and ask sympathy for Zach now. It's a big game tomorrow between them and Jacksonville. 1-800-707-9760. Also, NFL, uh, another matchup. What was the other matchup coming on? Of course, I talked about Pittsburgh Raiders. That's really, I don't really see either one of those teams. Uh, the the weather is going to be the story in that one. Seattle's at Kansas City. Uh, interesting with me is Bengals at Patriots. You know, we still never really got into that debacle that happened in the desert with the Patriots. The only thing I will say about, I'm, no one's ever really seen anything like that. There's two things. Number one, the guy who threw the ball, he literally lost mind where they were at in the game. He thought they were down. He won't admit to it. That's the only explanation. He thought the score that they needed to score the game. He had no idea that this game was tied getting ready to go to overtime. That's number one. Number two, if that's any coach besides Bill Belichick and his resume, the next day that story would have dominated to really say, how is this coach or whoever did that? How does not anybody, everybody would be calling for that whole coaching staff, not just the special teams. They'd be calling for that whole coaching staff but his name's Bill Belichick and he's got six titles and two as a defense coordinator. So that's what I thought about that. But in break, it's interesting to me because they play the Bengals. The Bengals got to travel to Foxborough. I think that game's in new England, new England's still in the hunt. Um, I didn't have them a playoff team this year. They might have played. They've done a lot of defense. They're still, you know, the Patricia situation and the non, you know, is it Judge, is it Patricia? That really screwed Mac Jones up, I think, going into the season. Um, but this is a game that, you know, when you normally Patriots coach teams and, and under Bill Belichick, of course, in the last 20 years, when they get embarrassed, and that's an embarrassing loss. That was embarrassing. I mean, high, a high school team wouldn't do that. That was embarrassing. But they're human. But and then let me tell you something, if, if if Bill Belichick, if this was a Super Bowl team, if he knew that he had a Super Bowl team, but this is that guy would have been cut on Monday. He'd been gone. I've seen Bill cut guys a lot better than that dude for a lot less work. If they if that lets you know, Bill, he's kind of Bill's had conversations with Popovich. That's what I believe. I don't have no reports of that, but it sounds like they have because they both they both treating this. They they've been linked. the people like, oh, we're not cheaters. It's not like don't even compare it, man. Stop it. These two franchises over the last twenty years have been compared to the dominance. And Popovich and Bill, they operate just as like they damn near could be distant cousins. They're taking the same approach. Pops over here like down by thirty at the oh, ha. ha, ha. Hey, you got to ask me any questions? Like, man, we got to ask kick by 30 and ain't seen the postseason since the guy with the braids left and his uncle. Nothing's funny to some real Spurs fans. But Pop's enjoying it. Bill, that lets me know he's enjoying it. That guy's supposed to be cut. That game right there could make the difference of them sitting at home instead of getting the wild card spot. That long. Now, who knows? Would they have won in overtime? I think they had the momentum. I think they would have probably won in overtime. We'll never know. But if, the, if Bill really thought he had a Super Bowl team, that guy would have been cut, Period. 1-800-707-9760. What do you got?
1: They really do have to win this weekend to, to gain some kind of momentum to close out the season. 7-7 seven and seven right now, but they've lost four of their last five. So this is really where... I mean, you can't let this compound, even against no. a, a hot Cincinnati team.
0: I just don't think they have enough, man. I really don't. I, I mean, you know, I told you there was circles and reports running around, the inner circles that run around in NFL that's connected to those people up there, saying there's going to be a predominant coach, a long-tenure coach that's going to surprise everybody that will be stepping down at the end of the season. Remember those pictures you used to get at the doctor's office or when you were in like third grade, like circle process elimination? Well, let's do it. It's either Bill, see the Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, and, that, and Harbaugh. That's the only choice who is coming from. If that reported, those rumors could be true. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Doseckis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. fun starts here casting here from the hazel sky online studios 1-800-707-9760 and don't forget before i do this read uh if you just tuned in or you missed the announcement uh keep in mind that we will be off tomorrow and the rest of the week uh we won't be back until uh tuesday and then tuesday when we come back that's a wrap tuesday will be the last show for the year and we won't come back from a week from that Tuesday. So um, there you go. So if you tune in. You don't hear us. And then you come back next Wednesday. But we're not on. Then you know that we're gone for that week as well, too. And this next segment, last segment of the week, is going to be presented by Pendleton Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak-beard age whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glaciers fed spring water is added from mount hood which is oregon's highest peak keep in mind you said your sister uh Goes by that every day, right? Doesn't she live up that way, Yeah, right? she lives
1: in uh, Beaverton, just outside of Portland, and she can see Mount Hood. She hikes hikes the mountain all the time.
0: Okay, all right. And keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey, um, it is the official sponsor of the sports crime, but it's also the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, PRCA, and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding, PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports crime. Speaking of the rodeo, I know they canceled the... Uh, cowboy breakfast here lack of sponsorship this is supposed to be back i think it's just something that they've gone the sale whoever puts that on it's just something i think you got to add something to it i think you got to add it's been they've been doing that for a while and man i don't know what the interest level still of that but i know i saw that across the local news um but anyway all right so before we get out of here so that's you know the dallas we'll see how it plays out um the other biggest matchup i think it does of the week does go down tomorrow um between Jacksville and Jets. That's one that's on my radar. Um, of course, you know, I think Patriots and Bengals, because I want to see, you know, this is Patriots' last stand, kind of like how you talked about, you know, that's why that play at the end of that Raiders game is so huge. Um also uh news, Matt uh speaking of Matt Ryan, the Colts, they've made another quarterback change. They're going with old Big Nick. This makes no sense, man. Like, if you're going to bench Matt, and, and you know what? They're saying that they plan on playing Nick the rest of the season. If you're going to go and bench Matt Ryan, why not go with Sam Ellinger to see what you got or to see if you can put some film out there to maybe get a pick for him, a fifth-round pick or something? Why? We know what Nick Foles is. Nick Foles hasn't looked – the only time Nick Foles has looked has looked good – in his professional career is when Doug Peterson had a headset on. It was calling his plays. Now he's playing with house money because the Colts are what, but this is just, it's crazy. If you go and I don't want to get all into it, but go look at the timeline of all this. I mean, first of all, keep in mind what no one's going to remember what people need to be talking about that have platforms like this. Remember, this is the franchise that had Andrew Luck fall in their lap. Just remember that. And the truth of the matter is they, I mean, we, I mean, you go back to week 16 and 17 last year where it all started. And I and I told Colts Nation that, look, that could linger this year. Now, that ain't all their problems with what happened in week 16 and 17 when they debacled and missed the playoffs last year. But it's got something to do with it. It's got something to do with it. And Frank Wright somewhere is like, yeah, you dumbasses. You guy that was in the booth, you doing TV. That's why I bench his ass. And the first thing you do, you come back and give him a job. And three weeks, oh, bench him again. All the work that Bill Polian, the great Tony Dungy, Peyton Manning, all the work they did to build up this tradition of the horseshoe, the trust fund baby, and Jim Ursay is burning it to the ground. I bet you you wish you still had them Star Wars numbers now, huh, Jim? Yeah. There's nobody in the building that he trusts and there's nobody that, all the football minds are gone while Jim was sitting there playing his local bands. He's in a band tweeting all the time. Hey, Stampede blue, you follow my tweet. I'll give you a hundred bucks. Come out to camp. All that stuff is nice when you got real football people running it. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. It's a disgrace. And what's going to happen? Houston's going to get their pick. They're going to go and get their quarterback. They're going to get a receiver. They got two picks. They got two picks, man. And Jacksonville, the Colts are going to be coming in about third dead last probably for the next couple of years. 1 800 707 9760. Switching the gears to the NBA. Like I said, your Spurs are off um until tomorrow they got the 504 boys they go to new orleans um other nba news uh didn't get to it yesterday but the mavericks continue to struggle despite luca's good play like the one year luca shows up in the camp and takes a break on hooking and driving uh, hookah whatever you call it and then driving fast cars and stuff and chasing women he comes into shape and he's playing and everybody else around him is just looks bad and I'm trying to say, don't tell me the kid that you traded to the Knicks, oh, but Don't tell me that that was. Don't tell me that he meant that much to this Mavericks guy. Because maybe so. Because the Knicks are balling. They playing good ball, and he has a good. He's a good reason why they are doing that. But Dallas continue to struggle. Jason Kidd got ejected from the game the other day. It's just, it's it's boiling over. That's expectations. Other also the Phoenix Suns. Another situation yesterday, and I've been preaching this, Monty Williams and Aiden. I've been saying this for months now. They're going to have to trade him. I don't understand why they gave him the extension. They can't trade him until January now, but him and Monty Williams have another dust-up last night during the timeout. uh, He's played, I mean, this is a team that they're going to win some games, but this is a team that does not look as good as the team that went to the Western Commons finals last year. Now, I do. The bright spot is I like the way they're managing Chris Paul, which I knew after last year's playoff run, they were going to have to do that. Because Chris, there's no way Chris can try to play hell, even 60 games. I mean, hell, he should be damn near on the quad plan to have him healthy and try to be healthy for all three rounds or however far you go. But this Aiden situation, Aiden don't want to be there, man. And again, I'm sorry, you know, in this world, even more important than ever, you know, uh, people's credit report means a lot. And I'm going to go with Monty on this. I still say if you can't get along with Monty Williams, then I got to look at you. I'm not saying that's fair, but that's I Aiden's the first player that I've ever heard. Even when Monty was playing, even as a player, let alone a coach, Aiden's the first person I've heard that has a problem with Monty Williams. That's equivalent to somebody pushing Mother Teresa down when she's living down the stairs or something. Now, I know some, now, sexual people be offended just like, are you really going to say a coach? Let alone an African-American coach is the Mother Teresa, how dare you? Just tongue-in-cheek but they've got it. I mean, that's just a bad situation. And speaking of the Suns, you know, the TNT crew last night, I don't get the chance to watch them all the time. Cause there's usually other games that I want to watch late post game games, you know, sometimes a hockey late game, you know, a Kings that I might say, oh, okay, it's funny. I don't, but I'm glad I caught them last night. Cause you know, we talked about the Suns and, and we kind of finished in the last segment yesterday. Cause Jones was trying to give the, we always pay attention to what the flip is based off of what they bought the team for. But you know, the, um, and it was led by Charles Barkley, but, you know, Kenny co-signed for it. So did Shaq. They're saying, if you really put it into perspective, what what kind of message, what punishment is that for a guy that was accused of being racist, sexist, homophobic comments? A whole nine. That's, that's He went through the gauntlet. They usually do. And what kind of punishment is that, that he gets caught, that he sells his team? And he makes what was it? Sold for four point six billion or four point two?
1: It's four billion. Four billion. Okay, and four billion on, on an investment where he put in. Sarver put in four hundred million. Um,
0: what two thousand four? Yeah. So, so to me, what the crew was saying last night is that technically, look, he put in four hundred. You know, Chuck basically went ahead and suggested that, hey, you know what. If you get caught for something like this, meaning like you got to start putting clauses in these guys on like if you get caught like we can't make you profit 4 billion dollars, like you can get your money back and maybe we give you, you know, you get maybe an extra, you know, 100 million or whatever. You get you put it in 4, you get 2 650 back, 250 profit. But we can't let you walk away with 4 billion. And it started making me think like do they have a point? So you agree with that. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, I I think look over uh look over at the Washington football team, the Commanders, as well. I think that what would be fair is sure. I I like your idea. Actually, I would take it a step further. Let the sale go for four billion dollars, and go ahead and let him collect his four hundred million. And and I I'd, I'd allow that to account for inflation or you know the 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 economy over the last you know fifteen years. So go ahead and allow that to that probably inflates to maybe six hundred million dollars, seven hundred million dollars, not four billion dollars. But then, how how great would it be to see a um, an organization that fights discrimination uh, and fights against discrimination in the workplace, both racially and, and sexually, you know, charged, um, receive three point five billion dollars in funding? Because, if, in a sense, that's the the victim of the crime, right? Is, is the societal,
0: um, systemic. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you this is I'm going to tell yeah. you this as a black man, as an African American man, when it comes to business. And this is the thing: look, if you this is why I'm torn on this because it is a privilege to be voted into one of these private clubs, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, to own a team. Everybody gets vetted. But I feel there's the part of this, though, is if you put up, if you raise the capital and you keep in mind, Jerry Jones mortgaged the Jones's future. He mortgaged, he had generational wealth for his family. He put it all on the line and could have lost it on an investment that was losing a million dollars. I think they said a million dollars a month or whatever the Cowboys were losing at the time or day or whatever it was. My point is, if you're going to take the risk and you basically put the money in at the end of the day, I can't be Robin Hood. Look, I'm all about whether it's a social justice, whether it's the LGBT community. We just can't be Robin Hood. Is it fair just to be Robin Hood just because like, hey, man, I messed up. I, I you know, I have a view of this. I have this. It's still a part of his investment. It's still though that's the other side to it. That's the reason why I wish I would have brought it up earlier, because I know we're kind of running out of time. I should have brought to got to this earlier, but it is what it is. But I just feel that I, you know, I'm torn on that one. I probably need to sleep on that one enough because I don't know how that stomachs the look, whether owner hates black people, whether he hates, you know, basically gays Whether At the end of the day, we don't that's that's not being the good way of a human being you're supposed to be. But at the end of the day that's the way he feels should he be robbed? I mean even though again the disclaimer in this is because it's a privilege to be an owner but if I'm already in and I get a mistake or I make up I should just be penalized for all all that investment how about the people that I have hired or how about the things that I've done in the Phoenix community that pretty much has basically raising the revenue for the NBA the times that my city has put on an all-star game and the money so you factor all that that all I'm doing is breaking even after, I don't know, what are you on the team, 15, 20 years, or maybe even longer than that? Almost 20 years. 20 yeah. years? It's, I, I see both sides of it, to be honest with you. I see both sides of it. Because I've always stated, like, the racism that I can't stand, and I've told AC this, I've told every It's like, you know, and maybe it's happens to upbringing, like, under the reality, dude, not everybody's going to like black people. That's just the reality of it is. Like I got a more problem. The thing is not to the fact that you don't might not want to live next to me because I'm buying. It's the fact that when color and racism and even if you want to talk about gender or religion, when it starts affecting money, when it starts affecting opportunity for money in business. That's the one that I feel that I before we get to anything, that's the one that's rude. And that's the reason why maybe on this situation, it's like, hey, man, at the end of the day, the dude might be an ass. He might be a racist. He might be a homophobic. He's embarrassed the NBA, embarrassed, the maybe embarrassed his family. That man raised that $400 million. To bra- I mean, I, I see where Shaq and Chuck and everything is coming from because that's a quadruple hell of a flip to walk away. With. And you feel like, but the meat of the question is like, how do you, award, that's like, what is the punishment then? I don't know if the punishment is just having break even. I understand what they're saying. They have to be because that's really a reward. And that's the reason why I try to tell you and tell everybody Daniel Snyder. There is going to be no more. I don't think there's going to be not character wise, but there's not going to be too many Donald Sterlings that's going to kick and scream to keep their teams. If you ain't the Rooneys, you ain't the Joneses, you ain't the buses, you ain't the Steinbrenners. Out of that, everything's got a price tag. And there's not going to be an owner that gets caught saying something homophobic, racist or whatever, that's going to sit there, you got to pull their teeth to go profit five, six, seven billion dollars. Because the fans that made it, Those we can be pissed all we want to, people like myself that do this for a living, fans that buy season we've made those franchises profitable like that.
1: you've helped them make a profit sure um but i think that when it really comes down to it because the team is more valuable just for the credit that it allows you can bo- he can borrow sarver could bo- borrow true ridiculous money if you wanted to just take because it out as a loan NBA against yeah. the suns Yeah, yeah true Facts. this is this is going to impact. selling the team now which at the rate that we're going with 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 franchises the sons could be worth four times this in five years. It's not even impacting him. It's impacting whoever would inherit the team, your kids. This is now. This is the generational wealth, and now you're taking. And yeah, four billion dollars is still generational wealth. I mean, that's beyond. it. Exactly. But but it's taking away that opportunity for what what that could be in five years. you impact. You're having to cash out now. It's like winning the lottery, but having to take the instant upfront sum. Rather than getting getting everything that you could really could out of it, but and that's why I don't think that T, I think it is still difficult work for teams to sell, which is why Goodell coming out of the meetings of the other week says I don't think that we're going to see see a sale of the Commanders, and this is slow. This this news cycle around around Snyder has slowly sold slowed down. Ursay comes back, walks his comments back. I, I I think that it's different now. You have where, where it comes back to is the money. And that's really the pressure that Sarver's feeling is because sponsorships were pulling out. That's fine. His own teammates, his, his, own, his own players, his employees were against him. The the NBA Players Association against him. All right. So he was just it was just, he, there was no way he was gonna win.
0: But but at the end of the day, I don't need to win if I'm gonna walk away with four billion dollars. Right. When, when that's where he's like, okay, well, I'll I'll sell the team. It sells for four billion
1: dollars, but but that's where I I do side with Chuck to where I mean you can't just profit, and that's where I think again let him let him cash out with the inflation, the value of what it would be now. Let it be let him let him walk away with the eight hundred million dollars, which is what his his four hundred million dollars would be investment in two thousand four would be equal to now. Let him get that even breakout, and then donate the rest to a, to an organization or organizations that deal with what was forcing him out in the first place because he made, he made a lot of that money over the last years based on his hiring practice, based, based uh, on his management practices, based on who he let in, uh, let into the organization or refused to let into the organization. The reality of it is, is
0: that look, well, there goes the music, man. We got to say that we got to parlay that till next Tuesday, but probably that time much, that much time off. I ain't going to remember that. You have to bring it up. But anyway, should have started earlier. But anyway, that's a wrap. For the day and for the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. Special thanks to, I don't know who we had on the other side of glass. We but, had Sedrica today. Oh, Sedrica. We was Sedrica. Well, special thanks for her. Seven F.A. it has been the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Killeen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you are grinding peace. Have a safe and Merry Christmas.